The KMT has decided on its candidate for an upcoming legislative by-election. Its contender will be Wang Hongwei, who was just re-elected for a fifth term as Taipei City Councilor in last week's municipal elections. On Friday, Wang offered an apology to the more than 25,000 people who had voted for her, adding that she hoped to earn their support in the national-level legislative by-election. The poll is being held to fill a vacant spot left by KMT legislator Jiang Wan'an, who was elected Taipei mayor in the same municipal elections. The KMT has decided to field Taipei City Councillor Wang Hongwei in the legislative by-election for Taipei's third constituency. Last week, Wang won a fifth term as councillor in the local elections. And now, even before she's inaugurated to her post, she's already preparing to run in the legislative by-election. DPP members say that gives them even more confidence that their party's candidate, Enoch Wu, will win the seat. I think the chances that Enoch Wu will win are extremely high. Wang Hongwei just got re-elected as councillor. At the very least, when it comes to the propriety of the electoral process and ethics, Wang Hongwei will be in the weaker position. After his defeat in the previous legislative elections, Enoch Wu stayed committed to local issues, and he's really focused on matters that concern the public, such as national defense. As for the KMT, I think everyone can see that the KMT is greedy. They want it all. Their councillor just got re-elected with a very high number of votes, and now they want to push her onto the next stage. I would first of all like to apologize to the 25,772 people who voted for me. I'm sorry. I would also like to thank all of you. I won't walk back on my promises. I hope you can help me in this by-election to emerge victorious. Thank you very much, truly. Wang says she will still be sworn in a city councillor on December 25th, before setting off on the legislative race. The legislative vacancy was left behind by her party's Jiang Wan'an, who was elected Taipei mayor. He says he hopes Wang will be able to take over the spot. Let's put on a display of team spirit and help Huawei win the support from voters in such a limited time. Let's all stand behind our outstanding Huawei so she can win a place in the legislative yuan. If an apology is due, it is an apology from the party and not from her personally. We need Huawei. It's not just the KMT who needs her, but also Taipei Mayor Jiang Wan'an. Taipei needs a good lawmaker like her. The by-election is becoming an extension of the Taipei mayoral election. The KMT says it hopes it can ride its mayoral victory a little longer, while the DPP says it hopes to make up for its defeat. Now that President Tsai Ing-wen has resigned as chairperson of the ruling DPP, all eyes are on her potential successors. There are reports that both Vice President Lai Qingde and outgoing Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wen-chan are gunning for the party leader's role. The party is expected to hold a by-election in mid-January to fill up the spot, which was left vacant after the party's defeat in the local elections.
When asked on Wednesday whether he would run for DPP chair, Vice President Lai Ching-de did not offer an answer. Now political analyst Kang Ren-jun says Lai has decided to run in the race after mulling things over. He adds that Lai will make an announcement by next Wednesday at the latest. Other possible candidates include outgoing Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wen-san, who sat with several members of Tsai's faction over the course of the past week, and Ambassador-at-Large Lin Jia-lung, who is a highly influential figure in the Taiwan Normal Country Promotion Association, a faction within the DPP. I don't think we're nearly at the stage where everything's been finalised. I think the most important thing now is to organise our best lineup in order to respond to next year's challenges. Zheng did not confirm or deny any plans. Some within the party say that Lai should run for DPP chair to prepare for a potential presidential bid in 2024. Tsai Ing-wen in 2014 first took on the party chair, and then as the party chair was nominated as the party's presidential candidate in 2015. In the past, there have been many instances when the party chair ran for president. Whether having the party chair run in the presidential election has any disadvantages should be something to consider. I think Vice President Lighting there should make a decision quickly. Lai's office has rejected reports that he will make a formal announcement that he plans to run for chair before next Wednesday. It also stressed that only through reflection and improvement can Lai meet the people's expectations. It offered no comment on the other potential candidates for party chair. All the claims we have come from media outlets writing stories based on groundless speculation. It's just that when you lose an election, everyone's remarks are taken a little more seriously and the media blows them up a little more. But I've always had confidence in our DPP our own internal democratic structures in the party and a review of our election losses. It will take a little time for the dust to settle. It will take a little longer before the DPP's future leader emerges. Taiwan Mayor Ko Wenzhou on Friday met with the governor of Japan's Okinawa prefecture, Denny Tamaki. Tamaka, Tamaki is known in Taiwan for voicing criticism of a statement by late Japanese President Abe Shinzo that a Taiwan emergency is an emergency for Japan. Governor Tamaki said he disagreed with Abe amid fears that getting Japan involved in a conflict over Taiwan would make his prefecture a military target. Let's hear what Mayor Ko said about about the meeting. We don't get involved with what politicians in other countries say, it's their opinions. That's how it is in international relations. Each player has their own stance. The key is finding a point of balance among the different positions. Then you can pursue that to secure your own best interests. 2022 Healthcare Plus Expo, one of the largest international trade fairs in Taiwan, is being held at the Nangang Exhibition Center until Sunday. Of note was the exhibition from Taichung's China Medical University and its related healthcare system. It showed off innovations reflecting six major themes, including artificial intelligence and smart medical care. Overall, the university has won 22 national awards for innovation, the highest number in Taiwan. The booth from China Medical University and its related healthcare system at the 2022 Healthcare Plus Expo showed off a number of achievements related to innovation and award-winning products. 
Wang Qihui, the head of the Institute for Biotechnology and Medicine Industry, was among many drawn by the exhibits. This year, China Medical University focused on six themes, including AI, smart medical care and regenerative medicine. The university has won 22 national awards for innovation, the highest number ever. Put a patch on a patient's chest and install a special instrument. An electrocardiogram can be performed directly on a smartphone via Bluetooth. The university has developed a heart attack remote diagnosis system using AI, which greatly shortens the process of patient checkups upon arrival at hospitals. It's already used by ambulance staff for 14 fire brigades in Taichung and Nantou. Ambulance personnel are not doctors, so it is difficult for them to judge whether it is a myocardial infarction. This takes up a lot of time and can be shortened. You can know just after a minute after the patient's in whether there is or isn't a myocardial infarction. Take a swab from your mouth and you can use a genetic test to determine if you are sensitive to the smell of coriander. China Medical University has invested in a number of research and development projects. Among them is a big data platform that utilises environmental and clinical data from over 3 million people and a smart anti-germ platform that can effectively combat superviruses in hospitals and also save patients from septicemia. So far it has served more than a hundred thousand people. It can take as little as one hour to know what kind of bacteria it is and then whether there is any drug resistance and then offer assistance in determining which medicine is most appropriate to use. The university will promote its findings and inventions in the 18 nations that are part of the government's new southbound policy so that the world can see Taiwan's innovative capabilities. A team of Taiwanese scholars has developed a big upgrade to hearing aid technology. It's the first system to cut confusing noises from hearing aids using an AI deep learning. The computer scientists from Academia Sinica hope their innovative tools will make hearing aids much more effective and lead to easier communication for people with hearing problems. When a person's hearing is damaged, they may rely on artificial hearing aids for daily communication. But environmental noises can make it hard to distinguish sounds. Now, this team from the Research Centre for Information Technology at Academia Sinica has developed an oral communication support technology. They hope to incorporate it in hearing aids and electronic earpieces and make sounds clearer. This issue has been around a long time. Only in 2013 did we start to have lots of data, big data. Then we had big models and our hardware modeling got faster. Then this tool became really popular and it got really effective. We are the first team in the world to use deep learning to enhance sounds. The team says that their algorithm for enhancing speech based on deep learning methods can reduce distracting sounds like car noises and music when someone is trying to have a conversation. It also uses an AI speech enhancement system. You can use your phone to clarify sounds that are unclear, making communication easier. The research results have received a high level of recognition and support in Taiwan, abroad, from academia and from industries. We want to bring this into practical application. 
The researchers won the 2022 Future Tech Award. It's also been published in more than 50 papers in international journals. The team wants to collaborate with businesses worldwide to bring their work to those who could use it. Both Bloomberg and Reuters have reported that TSMC will offer more advanced chips than previously announced at its new plant in the U.S. The 12 billion U.S. dollar plant located in the state of Arizona will offer advanced 4 nanometer processes after a request from clients such as Apple. That's according to sources familiar with the matter. TSMC has not offered comment on the report. Analysts say that concerns over TSMC relocating operations away from Taiwan could put pressure on its market value over the short term. TSMC shares opened down 8.5 NT on Friday, below the 500 NT mark. They dipped as far as 490 NT during trading. They staged a lackluster comeback to ultimately close down 6 NT at 492.5 NT. Starting December 14th, Taipei will be lifting a ban on scooters on a section of Zhongxia West Road that has been in place for 44 years. Riders say they welcome the change as the road is a major thoroughfare in front of Taipei Main Station. But Taipei officials warn that the lifting of the ban is only partial. The stretch of road will only be open to scooters between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. They say scooters will still be banned on the busy road during the day for safety considerations. Cars move along Zhongxiao West Road in Taipei. The road is lined with shops in Taipei's biggest transport hub, Taipei Main Station. This area is always busy with traffic. Later this month, this thoroughfare will get even busier with the lifting of a 44-year-old ban on scooters. Having four-wheeled vehicles and two-wheeled vehicles separated like this is not good. It's just a road after all. I support the lifting of the ban. I once drove into the road because I didn't know scooters were banned. There were no alleys that I could drive into to go out. So I was stuck on the sidewalk. It was awkward. Scooter riders say they support the lifting of the ban. Some say people from outside Taipei often mistakenly drive into Zhongxia West Road only to get slapped with a fine. The ban is soon getting lifted, but that doesn't mean scooters will be allowed on the road all the time. There is less traffic at night, so for safety considerations we want to avoid all vehicles being on the road together. So for the sake of riders' safety, starting December 14th, scooters will be allowed on the road, but only at night, between 11pm and 6am. Starting December 14th, scooters will be allowed on the road, but only between 11pm and 6am. According to Taipei's Department of Transportation, the reasoning is that opening up the road to scooters in one go could result in more traffic accidents. Officials say Zhongxia West Road has many in-lane bus stops, which could lead to accidents as scooters weave in and out of traffic. They say the situation will be monitored for a while before deciding whether to open up the road to scooters during the day as well. Can you imagine running for 24 hours straight? Well, that's how long you'd have to run for if you take part in the Suchow International Ultra Marathon. Since 1999, runners have been testing themselves in the race, where the goal is to see who can cover the most ground in 24 hours. And this year's race will kick off tomorrow. 
Among the participants are two-time winner Yoshihiko Ishikawa from Japan. There's also Poland's Andrzej Piastrowski, who recently became the third person in the world to run more than 300 kilometers in 24 hours. Let's hear from them. I think that uh, my, my current condition, uh, it's, all, it's already get uh, much, much better. Uh, uh, so I can do another uh, good run uh, tomorrow in the day. In the past, the Polish runner did better than me, but it's hard to tell how this race will finish. Competing against him will be what drives me forward. In total, 31 runners from six countries will take part in the ultra marathon, which will take place in the racetrack at Suchow University. Music performances and plenty of volunteers will be at hand to cheer the runners on as they make circles nonstop around the tracks. The Taiwan division of the International Supermodel Contest has revealed the winners of this year's qualifying round. Organizers held a regional qualifier for the event on November 21st, which was Taiwan's second time being the host. The models are now gearing up for the Asia final in China's Chengdu. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a closer look at the event and Taiwan's contestants. Models strut down the runway in elegant evening gowns featuring colorful flower prints. The flowers on these dresses were crafted by designers at a French flower school in Taiwan. This is a regional final of the International Supermodel Contest in Taiwan. I'm, I have a, a flower school uh, here in Taiwan, and so I teach, teach the flower. And uh, we have a chance uh, to collaborate uh, uh, with uh, the CCIFT and also with the model to create some uh, a nice flower design. So I provide the, the flower uh, on the dress and uh, for the catwalk and the fashion show. Today I am um, here at this event to be a judge for the competition. What we do with the chamber is also to help our members to connect with other, other members in order to create event. In first place for the supermodel category is Song Chou Yu. Ling Shiya took the top spot in the fashion model category. Wang Yu won the male model category. Winning the contest can give these aspiring supermodels a wide range of opportunities in the fashion industry, both in Taiwan and overseas. For example, they can get signed by an international agency and participate in international fashion week shows. Our Taiwan champions from last year have already participated in the Chengdu Fashion Show. We are very happy because our contestants are all receiving training at the Taiwan Dream Institute, which is jointly established by Catwalk and Taiwan Creative Content Agency. We are very happy to see the results today. After the competition, they will fly to Chengdu to compete in the Asian Finals. The International Supermodel Contest is in its 10th year. Every year, competitions are held in different countries including the U.S., Canada, China, Japan, Italy and Thailand. Taiwan held the regional contest for the second time this year. Models who competed in Taiwan hail from Taiwan, Indonesia and Malaysia. Throughout the course of the competition, contestants completed a series of photo shoots around Taiwan and attended training sessions. We're very happy to have different models from Taiwan and Malaysia competing in Taipei this year. 
They are all outstanding models and we really look forward to their performances where they can demonstrate their conversation abilities and talents. We really look forward to their performances and to their development as models and their developments in acting, singing, live streaming and cheerleading. We all think they have great potential for development in all these areas. The Italian trade agency Taipei Director Enrico Condem also attended the competition to support the models. He said that Taiwan and Italy have many areas of cooperation to look forward to in the fashion industry. He said there are a number of Taiwanese students studying fashion in Italy, and he also sees potential in exchanges between Taiwan and Italy on fabric design. I believe that Taiwan and Italy uh, can, can cooperate in the fashion field, especially by exchanging their talents. It's something that is already happening because there are a number of um, Taiwanese students that study fashion in Italy, Milan especially, there's a number, Florence as well, there's a number of, uh, of very good uh, fashion schools. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a Taiwanese designer who has just uh, been showing his creations in the Rome Fashion Week in last, last February. And uh, I think another field where, apart from talent exchange, another field where there, there's uh, enough room for cooperation definitely is uh, fabrics, working on new textiles, non-woven, all, all the textiles that are now used in sportswear and, and casual wear and streetwear, which day by day is becoming more and more part of, of haute couture. Of, of fashion in the in the highest sense. The finalists will now compete in the Asia final contest in Chengdu. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Yi Han in Taipei.